0: Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I am your uh, shit. What's my name? Master of ceremonies. <laughs> Tell us
1: about your name. <laughs> what's your name?
2: So
1: This is our roommate, Kevin. <laughs> hey,
2: everybody. He's a big fan,
1: and I'm glad that we got you on the show. Yes, by
2: thanks. The way. Thank yes, you. We have
0: the first roommate edition of Square Horror. Well,
2: thank you for having me, gents. It's nice. So when you guys are recording this, not be like, well, I guess I'll watch Samurai Jack now. <laughs>
1: Truly, it's just always coming downstairs. Like, you guys done? You guys done?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so, okay, well, we obviously have had multiple guest episodes so far. We're going to have a lot more in the future, but I think Ooh. that we're going to keep coming back to you, especially, not only because we, we live with you, but because, like, we just can have the best episodes, I guarantee. You, when oh, we Oh yes, on. that's
2: so, I'm just gonna have some fun. Because
1: if anyone has ever like hung out with us, the three of us know. Um, the three of us screaming at each other is basically what the podcast already is. <laughs> and,
2: now and I'm we the just biggest. Have it. <laughs> I'm the biggest fucking screamer of them all, man. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and specifically because we're going to be doing movies with you that specifically you are extremely passionate about. Yeah. And Speaking of we're which. we're going to do the yeah. biggest one, which is 2007's The Mist.
2: Ooh, I love this movie. I've loved it since I was a kid when I first saw it on the Sci-Fi Channel. All those years ago. <laughs> Gotta love the sci-fi So, family. I need you to understand something. This was one of the first... I was just the biggest scaredy cat as a kid. Like, if you don't know me, one of my favorite memories is that when I was a child, the frankincelery from VeggieTales made, oh no, Frank Frank Veggie made me Oh my god, the frankincelery. The from VeggieTales made me lose sleep and it was it was it was this movie and the Animal Planet show The Lost Tapes which yeah. got me oh, into like the more lost scary tapes. you guys watched some
0: of that I we watched an episode right? about a month and a half ago it is it, does not it hold doesn't up. hold out does it
2: look we watched one of the <laughs> bad, bad episodes episode. okay <laughs> I swear I, I am telling you that it gets, it, it gets better but a little background with me on this movie take you back it's the year is 2000 like 10 or right? I am the same height, but I am 90 pounds lighter. Um, I am wearing... Oh, I don't have glasses at this point. Ooh. So this so is pre-glasses. Totally I'm a totally versions. different so person.
0: So you're a tall, lanky, seeing boy. Yes.
2: <laughs> I own, and this was probably back when I did shave my head every single all the time so no beard so no, no beard long no hair, long long hair, long no beard, beard beard is a new addition my friends at
1: that oh well you're not.
2: just in life oh well yeah i mean i knew were freshman year no man when i was 10 years old i had a full fucking beard well, that's the
1: problem is that every time you talk about your childhood i just think about your head on a child's body <laughs> like your head now with like the big hair yeah. because of the
2: beard yeah, and and this was one of those yeah and and this movie specifically was one of those movies that had i feel like it had extensive marketing i I remember seeing this commercial a lot when i was watching or pretending to watch football with my brother um reality and and at some point we got like the xfinity channels where they're like uh well you can pay for cable and you accidentally get 17 million more channels yeah and it was one of those situations and we had the sci-fi channel uh and when I started watching the sci fi channel, it was the Swy-Fi with the S Y F Y. Yeah, Siffy, yeah. Siffy. Siffy. yeah Siffy. I remember that. Oh yeah. I, I yeah, and that's when I started watching it. And it was this was like one of their big movies that they got and my brother and I like took time out of our schedules to like watch it on like some Thursday night and i loved it so much and it's and sci-fi is one of those networks when when they get a big movie like that they don't stop they just play it every single night and i think for a week i watched that movie every single night because it was a summer night and like in like june or something and i just watched that every single night
1: so before we get into it like what specifically about it like kept
2: you coming back to rewatch it Dude, I think it's truly because it was the first time I was scared of something that I liked. <laughs> okay. I legitimately think there's a huge nostalgic factor playing into it, but I watched it, and let me tell you what, I kept on watching that movie, and there are only like specific moments that stuck in my mind yeah. throughout most of my childhood, and then I watched it as an adult, and I'm like, oh, it's actually still good? Awesome. Yeah.
1: We'll definitely have to get to those moments as we go through mm-hmm. it, but um, I guess the top, so people that haven't seen The Mist probably don't know what we're talking about. So, um,. The Mist, as we said, came out in 2007. Uh, it was directed by Frank Darabon, who a lot of people probably don't know did The Green Mile. He wrote and directed it. Mm-hmm. wrote and di- wrote, I don't know about directed but definitely wrote The Shawshank Redemption. He directed it too. Oh, yeah. so okay. So, this, so he's done three. This would be his third Stephen King mm-hmm. adaptation. Um, he also is very famous for creating The Walking Dead TV show.
2: Uh, Back when it was good. Yeah, so like Hot take. he's been
0: on the, he's been on it for a long, long time. Yeah, because I think those are his four top build credits. Well, I don't know if you know this. He also wrote Dream Warriors.
1: I was really hoping neither of you knew that. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, uh, which
2: one day we will get to. But Yeah, Frank Darabon directed that movie. That's my favorite one. That explains Uh, so much. I (laughs) I know
1: you love Dream Warriors.
2: That's like the one that I really like from that series. So, yeah, so this is based on a Stephen King story.
1: And like a lot of the time when his works are adapted, you know, he's obviously got opinions about them mm-hmm. um, He noted that he was extremely frightened by this adaptation and Frank Darabont cites that as the happiest moment of his entire career <laughs> Aww, especially he, well, he even says he's like I was watching it with him and like it's the scenes when the bugs show up so it's like yeah. the big sudden jump of like them hitting the window mm-hmm. and he's like I saw him jump in his seat and I was so glad that I got him. I mean, it's like the oldest scare in the book, but like I got him. Like mm-hmm. that, you can say that you know he's you scared s- King. you scared the
2: master of horror. <laughs> <laughs> that is that that is something I put Frank Darabont, director, writer, scared the fuck out of me. Scared, Stephen King.
1: yeah, I probably would too. It's like I listen, I did this,
2: and and so the Mist is a movie that, besides it being just interesting and in how it deals with certain like characters and certain ideas that come from stephen king's head um that later get that that um later get sort of explored more in no in the novel form of um the dark tower it's also just terrifying because of what the mist is i
1: feel like we're standing at the precipice of like a just abyss
2: of talking about the dark tower too like I'm just i you. As guys. much as I'd want to, <laughs> we can't. I, I can't I can't because I've only read the first book and I started re- listening to the audiobook of the second and I loved it. Well, and
1: we kinda mentioned it on our it episode, but like because Stephen King ties a lot of stuff together, especially with the Dark Tower book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, he kind of double he does the same thing with Randall Flagg, who's like I found out like like with the man in black from the dark tower, it's just the same person or energy as a different villain in other stories. So he basically has just started making yeah. all of his stuff like, oh, well, it's all this, or, like, it comes from here. So the myths, like, the concepts, like, where everything comes from is linked very heavily to the Dark Tower. Like most things, modern-day Stephen King it has its roots to that. Yeah. In some form or another.
2: <laughs> well... Um, I can't, again, I, (laughs) and I, and and it's one of those things that, and, and the thing that I like very much about this is that this is an energy and force that normal people are just not equipped to deal with. And I feel like even in the dark tower, they probably are like, Oh, what the hecky do we do here? Well, it's like, so, okay,
1: okay, so we should probably preface, um, the mist, the little blurb on IMDB says a freak storm in Maine.
0: It's always, it's always in Maine
1: with Stephen King. A freak storm unleashes a species of bloodthirsty creatures on a small town, where a small band of citizens hole up in a supermarket to fight for their lives.
2: So, and that brings me to the first thing about *The Mist* that I really like, is that it's not one monster. No, it's several the, different the,
1: ones. Yeah. The
2: the first time I watched this movie, I know knew nothing about it, and watching it. You, the, there's a scene near the beginning where uh, there's an encounter of a monster where you don't see much of it. You don't see much of the monster You just see a big old tentacle You yeah. just see a big old tentacle. I was gonna keep that a secret. No, 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 it's No, fun. that's really <laughs> <enough> it. <laughs> I mean,
1: It's safe to say, so this movie is full of a bunch of various monsters There's like weird fly, scorpion bird, big insect things There's tentacle monsters there's weird spiders. There's giant Lovecraftian yeah. horse demon things. There's one yeah. of them. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I mean, they it, it really spends this gauntlet of like they, it's like they ripped open a portal to like H.P. Lovecraft's nightmares and like a bunch of monsters flew out. Which essentially
2: is what happens. Well, and and the thing that is creative about the monsters is is that they feel like it feels like there is an ecosystem being developed in this <laughs> mist. Yeah. oh, absolutely. And that is a thing that I think a lot of other monster things do, where there's a chain, like a food chain, a very a yes. visible food chain that we see yeah. develop, and that we and that the monsters, when they see people, they're just like, "What are you doing here? You're not food. Get out of here." Um, or they just immediately are like, "Well, that
1: thing doesn't seem like I know what hunts me. This doesn't look threatening, so I can probably eat it." Mm-hmm. So, like you said, like the the food chain is like, if in its own way frightening, because like we see a specific monster that just decimates. You know, it it it's so hard to kill or it's hard to defend against. And then we see that monster get eaten by something else. And we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this was a big deal. We were hoping this wasn't it.
2: The monsters, also the designs are just fun. Oh, yes, absolutely. It
1: reminds Uh, me of those weird, like, if you can manage to watch uh, Cloverfield... I mean, unfortunately, I can't without getting motion sick. I mm. can
2: manage to watch it and love it.
1: Well, I mean, I liked it. I was just... It was rough. <laughs> it was rough on me. I, I've
2: never seen it. Well, it's like a found footage movie mm-hmm. that it's shaky, so
1: it made me kind of nauseous. We should watch Cloverfield sometime. But Saturday, maybe. I would love to we talk should. about the, all the Cloverfield movies. It'd be I, cool. Sounds great. <laughs> um, but there's monsters in the Cloverfield m- first movie that have... It has its own, like, biological... Like, this is what this is. This is how this functions. This is how it eats and it has little tiny like monsters on it that like to it would be like lice but to humans are the size of dogs so like they are themselves dangerous because they're just inherently like an insect but because of their size they are a danger to humans like if mosquitoes were six feet tall
2: they would be horrifying because they would just kill people indiscriminately. I don't know, I just well, I just yeah, exactly. popped, I, like that. I just popped a fucking blood vessel in my eyeball when you said that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry,
0: but like that's
1: what that oh is. Oh my like. god. So yeah, you know, there's these larger, weirder.
2: No, that's scarier than anything is. in the mist, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even give a shit right now. I'm not I can't handle myself right now. <laughs> dude,
1: dude, like no the, the, the spiders have like acid webs. Yeah, They're so
2: What? What you just so get, acid-ed, you get acided, you get you get acidated. Dissolved Dissolved. They lay eggs in your yep. face. Yeah, but like, uh, come on, where are you gonna put your eggs? On the ground? Where they can be stepped on?
0: It's horrifying, is what I'm trying to say. Why are
2: we defending about eggs? I don't look, know. Right, look, I think it's a great place to put your eggs. If you're a monster, put them inside of a dead guy. Oh no, he's well, still not. alive! The
1: problem is that sometimes they weren't dead. Well, they don't know it's
2: that! In, like, xenomorph territory. Yeah,
1: it's very alien and like... They they wouldn't it be fun to be like, I know you're gonna keep eating and sleeping and like, take care of yourself, I'm just gonna put the babies inside of you. Like how humans do. So, um... <laughs> what a comparison. The movie was shot in... So, despite it taking place in Maine... It was shot in Louisiana Sacrilege. and Texas.
2: Sacrilege. Yeah,
1: but okay, it looked like Maine, so I will give them that pass. Over the course of 37 days, so a little over a month, okay. which checks out, um, especially because I found out that like the entire cinematography team um, was the like the cinematography team behind the show The Shield. Mm. which is like a big cop drama Yeah. Um, and there was <laughs> like a brief like month long hiatus of the show so like to keep these guys working I suppose they were just like hey do you want to go make this movie so they had the entire team which probably is why it took not very long because mm-hmm. they had like they had like two units like making this movie like, yeah. of just cinematographers so they made it like during the hiatus of that show which I think is super fun that they got to be able to be like hey um, you guys are out of work for like a month and a half, do you just want to do the exact same thing in the exact same place with pretty much the exact same people,
2: and you're just gonna make this? Well, that and that is something that you can see in the movie, because the concept of, I don't know if they say this in the description, but they're holed up in like a yeah. small... Drugstore, or like oh, a general a store. If it was a supermarket, they'd be fine. They could just get some fucking like, rifles like, from the so, back, this motherfucker. Is like a smaller place. Yeah. I mean, it's like it,
1: it says. So it says supermarket in the thing. I don't also, know. It
0: like kind of it's is. Like smaller than a Jewel Oscar. I,
1: I, I say it's, it's more like a, a very small hyvee. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: because
1: again, they're in a very small, not like remote main town, but they're a very small, like rural main town. It's so, like this is the supermarket. Like yeah. it's not very, It's not a Walmart. It's a supermarket. Yeah. So it it has like a drugstore in it. It's got like a photo developer. No, they
2: don't have a drugstore in it. What
1: do you mean? That was important. No,
2: oh, because they have to go. They have to go somewhere to, go somewhere to go somewhere no, and get it's the other stuff. The yeah. Well, it's like, it's like yeah. yeah. It's like an Aldi.
1: Yeah, it's like an Aldi where it would be. Yeah, I would say it's exactly like an Aldi.
2: Because because that's a big thing where they're like we're gonna go into the mist, man.
0: Yeah, we well, because they're going
1: across the parking lot to go so to the drugstore. The drugstore. Drug store. Uh, yeah. So, so, because they're stuck together. It does feel like a very twisted, hellish version of The Office. Because the the way that... (laughs) Like, I think that's what you were getting into, is, like, the way that the camera is held. It's not, like, a documentary. But, like, it's very... Like, there's not a lot of big set-up cinematic... Like, like, cinematic... Cinematic? Cinematic shots. It's just a lot of, like... You're sitting in, like, a group with people, and it's, like, the camera's pointing at one person or pointing at another person. And, I mean... It's just... It feels real. Mm -hmm. The scope of it feels very real. And despite that there's a bunch of monsters outside, the camera is at level with everybody else inside. Which I think brings us to what we should talk about for... Not only the cast, but just the characters themselves. The best part! So... Speak to the characters a little bit. What's, I, what's, why do you like the characters or not like these characters?
2: I love that every, everyone is a dumb fuck, yeah. but is so, <laughs> so utterly believable as a dumb fuck, except yeah. for the main character.
1: Yes. Well, and it's, so, it's Frank Charabon wrote this, and obviously wrote The Walking Dead, and I think that the comparisons are very similar, where, just like in real life, if something like this were to happen, you'd be stuck in a supermarket. 90% of the people you'd be stuck with would be just, like, local yokel fucking idiots. <laughs> Who'd just be like, Do we should just, like, go outside. Or be like, hey, I just saw a tentacle rip some guy apart. Like, I don't really believe you. Like, a bunch of idiots that just don't help the situation. Kind of like in The Walking Dead, how, like, if it was anywhere but fucking rural Georgia, they would have solved all their problems immediately. But the fact that there's infighting and just idiots shocking for power and just a bunch of, like, you know, other nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's, like, frustrating to watch, I love but it's it, oh. so realistic. It just, it's just And <laughs> it works so well. <laughs> so, I, and speaking of that, um, because Frank Derman also at The Walking Dead, there's about, like, seven people in this movie that are in The Walking Dead also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jeffrey DeMunn, Melissa McBride, Laurie Holden, Juan Gabriel Parada, Sherry Dor- uh, Dvorak, Sam Witwer and Tiffany Morgan are all in The Walking Dead. And yeah. it's like, even if you don't watch The Walking Dead, watching this movie, you're going to recognize somebody in it. Because they're from all over the place. Yeah, so getting into the cast, so the lead, David Drayton, so he's played by Thomas Jane, who's um, in like Deep Blue Sea, that weird uh, Smart Shark oh, movie. Oh, yeah. He's in Boogie Nights, Thin Red Line. Um, Marcia Gay Harden plays uh, Mrs. Carmody, who I know from the Conjuring movie, the first Conjuring movie. She's wasn't the she? Mother.
2: Wasn't she in Mystic River too? She was in
1: Mystic River. Yes. Hell yes. Which I didn't recognize her at all. Right. I, I was. I had no idea. Um, uh, Lori Holden plays Amanda. She was also in The Walking Dead, uh, Silent Hill, The Americans. Who
2: was she in Silent Hill?
1: Uh, she's the cop. I think it's in Silent Hill one or I I don't remember which one, but she's I don't I think it's um did, Laura. Was,
2: did she do one uh did she do the voice? No 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 not the game, no, the, the movie. movie. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. She's
1: in the movie. Fuck <laughs> off I'm sorry. No, she's in the movie. Um, you got me
2: all excited. No 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 no. <laughs>
1: it's it's that's the movie. Uh, uh. Jeffrey DeMunn also, as we said, is in *The, the Walking Dead*, and both him and William Sadler are both in *The Green Mile*. Again, also by uh, Frank Darabont. Um, Melissa McBride, *Walking Dead*. Um, Andre Brewer or Andre Brower. Brower. Yes. So you guys know Captain
0: uh,
1: I didn't know he was also in *The Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer*. Oh yeah! <laughs> what the oh f- my what? god, I forgot. There's also Poseidon, which is like a weird Poseidon adventure remake that also has <laughs> oh. um I don't remember her name, but she was the movie version of the Phantom of the Opera. She was Christine. Oh, Emmy Rossum. Yeah, Emmy Rossum's in it. a bunch of weird like hodgepodge grandmagnets like this movie. Mm-hmm. They just show up. In, I think this movie came out in, like 2006 or five. Okay. And I remember watching it, and I'm like, man, all these people. Just in this, like, weird cruise ship movie, being like, I guess we'll do something. It's just fun seeing a bunch of various genre actors, like, just put together. Um, so, Toby Jones is the best character in the movie. He
2: is. He he is the one that has the most memorable character moments for me. Well,
1: and he's the one that I think I definitely see both of us, Danny, you and me, <laughs> being, because... He's working at the grocery store, and both of us have worked at a at Jewel, Duel. and I guess- I like, have too! Oh shit, we've all, all worked stores. at Jewel! So, it's just that that thing of like, you know, he's trying to do his job, and he's just like, I fucking hate everyone that comes in the store, they're just a bunch of morons, I'm tro- let me just like, you know, fix everything, I'm gonna just be the guy who like, takes control, and is like, we're doing this, we're gonna do this. Toby Jones is in The Hunger Games, he's in Captain America The First, First adventure. adventure, and Winter Soldier. Yes. He's in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy as well. <laughs> William Sadler, I also forgot to mention, is death in Bill and Ted's end, bogus adventure.
2: Bill and Ted, go, with, He's Bill, death. He's,
1: he's in The Green Mile, but he's also death in those movies.
2: Bo- <laughs> yeah. Bogus Adventure, Bogus, bogus advent- journey. journey, or?
1: Bogus Journey. Well, man, I think oh, he's, in he's in the new one. He is in the new one, too. Because I I was so much. I want to watch the new one so fucking bad. And I knew it was the same guy because he looked so much older. (laughs) Um. So yeah. Uh. And of course, Kevin Sam Witwer, who is Starkiller in *Force Unleashed*. He is Darth Maul in *The Clone Wars*. He's also in *Supergirl*, *Riverdale*, and *Once Upon a Time*. I would say he's probably one of the most prolific actors. In this movie, I would have And to, I had, had no was... idea who he was. <laughs> he was also because you pointed him out
2: to He me. was also in the Schmodown, if that helps. The what? the Schmodown. The Schmodown. It's a and it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a movie trivia game show that basically follows WWE style feuds oh and storylines. It's wonderful, and it's amazing. And you guys should watch (laughs) it. You guys would like it.
1: So yeah, if you're like me and you recently just, you know, watched Clone Wars because, you know, the Mandalorian's kicking ass, he's Darth Maul in all of that. He's also Darth Maul, like, the voice of Darth Maul in the Solo movie where dark up. Oh, yeah. But yeah, uh I had no idea who he was, so thank you for showing me who he was cuz Sam, Whit-
2: Sam Witwer is a fucking joy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's great in the movie too. He's of yeah, the army, dudes. Uh, he's he's a wonderful actor and as I've been told a wonderful man.
1: I'm sure he is. I mm. would believe that. Let's get Sam Witwer on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Sammy um, boy, it's your friend Kay dilla I need you to come up here, call me on the horn, and get on this podcast here. You Kenobi! You Kenobi!
0: <laughs> Alright, so, Dan, what do you think of these characters? So, I really like the character. I mean, like, yeah, there's some real <laughs> struggle characters in most this. Most of them are. Most <laughs> of them, most of the time. And there's that one lady who takes charge. Yeah, it's Mrs. Carmen. She's. But, I really like how these characters interact with each other because, again, I feel like it is a pretty real representation of, like, if we were put in this kind of situation, no one would just, like, calm down and just no. act na- act like nothing's happening. Everyone's gonna have their own opinion on how to freak out
1: about it. Well, and David is that audience surrogate of them being like, Hey, uh, take this seriously, guys. Let's not, like, panic and they're all like, You're a liar. He's we like, panic. "Why?" Why do I even put up with this? Because the main... Te- I guess we should, we should have mentioned that David is sent into the town with his son, who's probably like six or seven years mm-hmm. old. So his main objective is to make sure that his son is safe and to try to get back to his house on the outskirts of town to see if his wife is okay also. Yes. So, I mean, obviously he's stuck with all these idiots... And he's like, guys, we gotta figure out something. let we can't just panic. I mean, we we should stay inside. Should we get you know get going? Because I mean, there's people that leave, and you know, conceivably don't come back. Yeah. I mean, like in their minds, they're like, okay, well, they're all dead. So what are we gonna do now? And then once the monsters start sh- sh- start showing up, specifically, and okay, so if you've been in a grocery store, most of the time, the windows behind the registers right, by the checkout, it's big, you know, bay windows, big glass windows, you know, that they clearly can't see out of because of the mist, but once these large bugs start showing up, and, and toward you the know, like, trying to break towards the, you know, break through the window, which I found out they accomplished, uh, when all of them were, like, smashing against the glass, they just would throw baseballs at the <laughs> windows and digitally remove the baseballs. So it's terrifying, because, like, those, you know, like... Reactions of like the people
2: inside like flinching. That's real because again they're
1: throwing baseballs at a window.
2: I I kind of I kind of would love it if there was like a behind the scenes where it Is just went through cut? and just and just, <laughs> release, the yeah, just cut. release the baseball cut and then it just hits one of the fucking kids in the eye <laughs> I and mean, it's just like it's just it's like, like, muscle, like just, just like, like just like we're just like we're just like all right guys you got to make this effect real cut <laughs> cut cut cut
0: oh, my
1: God, he's okay, he's it's, it's, just not, yeah, it's not like oh shit we can't
2: it's just like they're the one time they're allowed to have fun at their job and they fuck up a kid's eye <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. well it's like again like with the exorcist and with other movies like it just it must seem like such a great time to be like on the crew of a horror movie because you just do the weirdest shit oh my god like and they're like hey throw baseballs in this window and like you don't know until you see the movie and you're like Oh, shit, that's how we, you know, yeah. like, you know, everyone's like, all oh, these bugs. I'm like, what bugs? We didn't know. Like, you no didn't know, because obviously a bunch of chips in post, which mm-hmm. is what, when we get to The Conjuring will be, like, my big, like, weird way to, like, act is, like, you don't know what the thing you're at, like, the big ghost, like, you don't know yeah. what that is. So, like, I mean, these actors probably were shown, like, sketches of, like, okay, yeah, this is them, like, what this giant right. monster looks like. So, like, you know, that's kind of what it's going to go like. But, you know, if, if you're, like, a, you know, you're, like, Oh, like a grip or something who's like hey uh you played the baseball do you think you could throw a baseball into a window like not hard enough for it to break but like enough that it like cracks. <laughs> control
2: your strength padawan yeah, <laughs> going back to star wars just
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and there's a lot of interactions like between monster attacks that are, you know, I mean, that's like with the weight of the movie, mostly, because it's these people like, okay, well, how are we going to survive? You and know, uh, Food, water, you know, all this stuff, I and mean, what if a giant monster comes through the window, like, what are we going to do?
2: I can only think of two instances where the effects were practical in this movie. And it's, it's near the beginning with the cut tentacle. Yes, and the and one tentacle's cool. And the one chicken velociraptor priest, uh, Fly guy, awesome. motherfucker, uh, and it's on, well, it's on fire, oh, and Dave shit, just keeps right. on just keeps on beating it up, and I'm like, it's dead, it's dead, stop, it's dead, stop it. Well, and it's
1: I think when we were watching it, it reminded me of that scene from Community when he, when Troy walks back in and everything's
2: on Everything fire, fire, everyone's
1: like hitting this like weird like the troll doll. Scorpion. With like a breaking, they're just shooting, and, and there's and there's,
2: there's still just like a bunch of like things going around. Like that that thing's obviously just. Yeah. There's so many other things you can be doing on. right now. Yeah, let's keep
1: go. Let's keep it going. Well, and it was like, you know, it, it gives uh Darmody
2: her like awakening because like it just doesn't kill her immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. I I don't think she <laughs> needed validation. I think she just no. thought God is my best. Well, and was it, it?
1: it's a very classic like Stephen King character thing to be. Um, s- like, aggressively and, like, horrifyingly religious. Like, sh- imagine that, like, the mom from Carrie, like, was head of the PTA and just happened to be going, you know, to a supermarket <laughs> while, like, an apocalypse happened. So now it's going to be end of days this and chosen ones that and yada yada yada, all this stuff. And I love... The actress, because she also totally kills it in The Conjuring. I definitely Mm -hmm. want to rewatch Mystic River to see her in it. Um, She's one of those actresses who, when they play a character that's... I mean, obviously, she's supposed to be, uh, you know, not likable. Yeah. Um, And like a lot of characters on The Walking Dead, they're written just so, like, you just want to, like, punch them in the face. Oh, my gosh. Because they're just, like, they never get any, like, recompense. They're Mm -hmm. always, like, you know... And it's like dealing with anyone in real life, where like they're just so horrible, but you can't do anything. Well, that's like, the thing. I'm, I'm trying to like make defuse the situation, and they're just like not having it.
2: Well, that's the thing about uh, uh, her character is that whole thing just was was so infuriating, but just made total oh, sense. And <laughs> oh, and absolutely. Like, you know, and that's and that's yeah, that's that's absolutely. why. I love her character specifically yeah. so much is because it's such a horror. It's just such a accurate depiction of how uh, like cult mentality, cult like thinking, comes to being. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that she she comes in, she's already an uber religious matchup. Yeah, job, like and already she's just, yeah she like, already. Mrs. She just sucks. Just, yeah, yeah, and um, and one of my, uh, one of the scenes that stood out when I watched it again as an adult, is um, when she, fucking. She's in the bathroom praying and the one lady's like if you ever need oh, a friend right. she's like i have a friend and his name is Jesus Christ it
1: like that but you get the idea. <laughs> she might as fucking she
2: well, might have. As well have yes. and then she gubs goes away and says one person will die tonight and then one person dies and then everyone's like well yeah, I guess we got to believe her yes, she's the prophet I have
1: spoken like oh and then it's literally like it's it's um david and like some of the army dudes and like amanda and everyone else are just like we need to, like, figure out something to do quickly, because if nothing happens, in the next two days, everyone will be on her side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think Stephen King is good about writing group psychosis like that. Um, the Stand is a great example of that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of... Like, he just does how people react under stress very, very well. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank Darabont is also great at articulating that. Like, he knows, that he's like, okay, so
0: they are just as much in danger outside as they are inside. Mm-hmm. It. And well, and I think yeah. he has a really good way of, since he's written the screenplay for a couple of years, and he directs them as well, I think since he works as both of those big figures, it really helps him be able to translate it to the screen yeah. for a viewer. Yeah. And a, a bit
1: off-topic, there's, I guess... Again, okay, so we're marketing this to people that maybe would not normally watch this movie. Most of the movie is in the supermarket, and there's not a lot of actual monsters. Yes. Like, most of the movie is just them trying to figure out how to survive under these circumstances. There's only a couple of occurrences, maybe three that I can think of before, you know, they leave, that it's just, you know... They go to a place there's a monster or a couple of them. They just barely get away, and then it's more it's like another twenty, twenty five minutes of just like personal character. So. yeah. So I guess see it for like how it is under pressure too, because like this type of this is the type of movie that like you, as a casual audience member can like totally root for or against characters. like it's like a TV show. It's like The Walking Dead where you're like I really hope this guy like lives you like you don't know like anyone is on the table absolutely you know and you're like sometimes people you like die and people that you hate live longer and you're like ah no um speaking of that so when we talk further about this movie so it was this movie is a very special adaptation of a Stephen King work because it had there was a, te- a departure that is
0: going to be taken, and we're going to mm-hmm. warn you
1: before we start talking about it.
0: Yes, we will give a spoiler warning before we get into. it. Yes. B- yeah. Into so you don't have
1: to issues. stop listening if you haven't seen it yet. But so the ending we're not going to talk about just yet. But before we get to that, I want to say so obviously Stephen King was surprised with this movie. I think a lot because the ending is different mm-hmm. than in the book. Um. Before we get into that, mm-hmm. I have. No, so Frank Darabont, when he wrote this movie, wrote the ending differently. Yes. He was offered $30 million by a producer to make the movie. But there was one caveat. He had to make it like the book, without his ending. Mm -hmm. He said, no. And so... (laughs) Like, true G,
2: he said, fuck you! Darabont
1: would have to change his planned ending, a conclusion he'd personally envisioned and nursed for 20 years. In the end, he turned to producer Bob Weinstein of Dimension Films and made the movie for half the amount, but only after forfeiting his directorial salary. So the entire reason he wanted to make this movie in the first place was to change the ending. Not because he didn't like it, but because he thought it would be shocking to do so. So he forfeited his own salary at the, you know, like, did the movie for half the amount, so we're talking like fifteen million dollars instead of thirty, mm-hmm. you know, and all for the sake of doing this ending. Yes, which I think is great. So
2: I quite like this ending as well.
0: I think we can. I think we are yeah, officially going to end. No,
1: this. Hold, 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 yeah, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, we want to have everyone's final points, so that people that okay. want to stop actually what can do. What?
2: Actually, during spoiler section, I want to talk about those moments that stuck with me as a kid.
1: Do you want are they all the spoiler stuff? No, 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 no. I just,
2: I just, there are moments enough that I like, that I like to be in the okay. spoiler section. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So can get into right? that. Fair enough,
1: fair well, enough. Well,
2: I'll warn you before I talk about the ending.
1: Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, we're about to enter that territory. Yeah. So I was so let's just like, talk would about you have that. anything else to say before you get into Big the Big final points for yeah. someone who may not have seen
0: this before.
1: Why should Jamie Renninger, or any of our other Square friends, watch this movie?
2: Jamie Redinger, you'll love this movie because it'll make you feel so goddamn smart and amazing.
1: I guess so. I mean, it's a great movie. Like, any, like, kind of end of days sort of thing is nice if, you know, you're watching and they're like, I think this should be done this way. And it's not that they don't do that. It's, like, the big contender is you have to, like, voice your opinion in a group full of people that disagree with you. So there's just, I mean... You may think that's the best thing to do, objectively, but not everyone's going to agree with you, because they have other, you know, they have their own agendas, or they just think you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, David gets a bunch of shit just because he lives on the outside of town. Yeah. Like, he has completely valid opinions, but they're like, you're an outsider, go fuck yourself. And he's like, what? Why? Why? Like, I just, it is bad infuriating, but like, mm-hmm. that's like real
2: life. Alright, like we, we need to ration our food, and we need to make sure everyone is fed completely, and we need to make sure that everyone's on sleep cycles, so everyone's like, what are you talking about, you goddamn sadder. He doesn't even go here. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like, it's like, but I know how to survive, and they're like, we don't trust It's like, you. what, what?
2: what? Whoa, 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 what? Alright, we need to go out. We need to get some medicine. What are you talking about? Just rub some goddamn dirt in it. Of course, an outsider would know that. What the fuck and he that?
1: just has that, like, Tony Stark talking to the Guardians of the Galaxy in Infinity War just that, like, the ref just... You guys sound like
2: fucking idiots. It's <laughs> like, you, need, you, all of you need to stop talking yeah. immediately. We can't <laughs> say that out loud because they would... Like, hey. Well, then like it a fight
1: breaks out, and then it's like, okay, well, I need to defuse the situation instead of, like, antagonizing it.
2: One of my favorites is, is at the beginning of the movie, Andre Bauer's character uh, is is the neighbors with our lead, Dave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Andre Bauer's character name is. I never learned it. it like, sorry, you, don't he's care. one of
1: the military guys um, that are, like, at the, like, you know like like, Stranger Things are just, an like, inexplicable, like, lab for the Department of Energy outside the town? Mm-hmm. There's the same thing outside of town that's like an Air Force base, and like these guys just kinda wander into the yeah. supermarket and they're like, Oh hi! Yeah Air Force guys that aren't allowed to talk about what they do up on that lab in the, on the in the hill. Alright, alright, alright.
2: Um, but <laughs> that a dark tower movie joke. You know if I had made a dark tower movie <laughs> I joke. Know. You know exactly which know one what it would you be. Would say. You know what I would say. There Roland is in this movie. Dave paints a picture of Roland. He does. Yeah. And it's actually quite good and We're I want it. not the dark <laughs> I'm trying not to. It's I'm just sorry. so hard. I know. Um, but he, he says, hey, I need your help. There's a tentacle in the back room and I, I need you to help me. Oh, I get it. Because I'm an outsider. You think it's funny to fuck with me. And I'm like,
1: Well, he straight, up, he straight up pulls the race car. Yeah, he, he does pull like, the race oh, car. Oh, he it's was like, just being nice to me because I was black. And he's like, there's a tentacle in the back room. <laughs> he's like, Come
2: on, why Just are you getting this? Like a foot, Where he's maybe. Like, you know what? I'm glad that a tree fell on your boat. And it's like,
1: dude, why are we even having a conversation? It's like
2: the boat is the least of my concerns.
1: God, fuck my boat, man. I really hope I don't die.
2: I sure would like to drive it again someday. Oh my God, Dan. Final thoughts. So I think my <laughs> final
0: thoughts on this movie is it's. Very accessible for someone who's not big into the horror genre. Mm. Because I don't think it's a very intense horror movie, but I think it's a very entertaining horror yeah, movie. Yeah. Because a lot of it is very character based and not, it doesn't really focus on the scares of like big jump scares or big gory scares. It's all about realistic fears that could happen if this happened in your town. Yeah. Just and so you know, you, people who would fit into most of these
2: characters. Yes. Like, Just <laughs> so you know, audience, if I recommend a movie. Probably not going to have a lot of jump scares because I hate those. They, yes. are the, they are the fucking fart jokes of horror movies, and I hate them. There are very <laughs> few that I really like. You know
1: what? It's actually totally
2: That's honest. It's so... It's just... I don't like them. And that... And I get shit for that because I'm also a hipster. So it's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like... Okay, is it, so is it... Is it spoiler time?
1: Okay, so... If you haven't seen the movie or you plan on watching the movie, please do, first yes. of all, because you really movie. enjoy it. If for some reason you'd rather just know the ending,
2: we're about to enter spoilers. If details. you're one of those disenfranchised Gen Zers who doesn't care about spoilers, man, keep listening. Bro. But we do, like, appreciate really you <laughs> we do appreciate you as a listener. <laughs> I mean, I love you, but, like, I love well, you. I mean, when I was listener. a kid,
1: I-, I wanted to know anything about a horror movie that I could, even if it was spoiling it.
0: I wanted to know what it was. My oldest sister always wants to know the ending of something whenever you she's know, talking about it. know, sometimes,
1: I mean, if you can still appreciate it for its own merits, that's totally acceptable.
2: Yeah. So, So, spoiler, spoiler t- alert. Kevin? Ladies and gentlemen, it turns out the mist wasn't a freak supernatural event. It wasn't some sort of cosmic horror punishing the people of the land. It was, in fact... The military experimenting in extra dimensional, extraterrestrial technology and a freak accident at their base brought upon an ecosystem of terrible, ungodly horrors.
1: See, I thought you were going to talk about the fact of how it actually ends. Like, he's getting to anyway. it. <laughs> am,
2: I, am, I am adding flavor. I am but, seasoning yeah. my text right, okay, okay, with, okay, with, in s- the fact. <laughs> with okay. some delicious kosher salt. Anyway. Kosher results delicious, um, and and so eventually, eventually, crazy. our main characters, um, Dave the son, uh, and the the,
1: um, the elderly couple, the elderly and couple, Amanda, and Amanda, the, school
2: Amanda the school teacher, and uh, they all eventually decide, you know what, it's not worth it to sit in this uh, store with a bunch of crazies. We're gonna run to this car in the mist. And we're going to drive away into the sunset. And I read the novella. That's how it ends yes. in the novella. They get to the car, they drive off, it ends. Frank Darabont has a habit of kind of adding two endings of Stephen King stories. Like the Shawshank Redemption, he added them meeting on the beach. Yes. Um, which I don't like. But this is a completely different thing because I love this. He adds them driving around in uh, the mist. In the the, the now decaying, cre- decrepit world around them. Uh, Dave's wife's dead, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, cause they had yeah. driven. they drove back to his house, they see that
2: his wife is dead. Yeah. And not like, know. and not like, oh, she's like kinda, no, she's like super dead. She's like
1: dead. She got killed by those aforementioned she's like, acid spiders.
2: she like got like super murked by acid spiders. And not like the fun kind where it like makes the Grateful Dead better, just like no, the no, kind no, that like, like burns skin your skin off. The
1: webs, like see yeah. through your bones. Uh-huh.
2: Um, and they they start driving away into the sunset, and and they keep on seeing more monsters, more things happening, and eventually they run out of gas in the middle of the street. And they say, "Well, we tried our best." So there are there are five, five of them. Five people in the car. There, no, there are six, six. of I them. Six All of right. I, I got this, bro. Yes. This is the thing that sold this movie on me as a kid. Um, there are five people in the car, and they have and the entire movie they have been using a single revolver that has only had two rounds at this point. Um, they've, they've used two rounds. They've used two rounds. They've, oh, used two rounds. they've used two rounds and eventually, and they decide and they decide non-verbally, which is one of the better parts I of this movie. It's, completely visual. it's 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 completely visual. I don't think there's any dialogue for the rest of the movie. Correct. When the, when yeah. the car when the car when the car breaks down and the last guy says, "We made a good try for it. Nobody can say we didn't." There's no more dialogue in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. They decide non-verbally that all of them are going to die. Yeah. And, they, and it is a, essentially a, a mass suicide of yeah. sorts where everyone except for Dave gets shot. Dave shoots the five of them. Including, he sits his, there, son. including his son. Including his son. Including his child son who is asleep at the time.
1: He wakes up. He wakes up gonna do
2: briefly. ...for him to get shot in the uh, face. It's, well, it's, and again,
1: it's all very tastefully done. It's not, you don't. You know, yeah, graphic. You don't,
2: you don't see the kid's fi- uh, uh, fucking math problems explode no. out the back of his head. correct me if I'm wrong,
0: it does an external shot of the car. Yeah, yes. and like, sound. yeah, the, the sounds of it
1: happening, and then... <laughs> I just <laughs> David, I was gonna say, no, you really want to go with that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but David then, you know, obviously there's no bullets left, so he's the only one left... Um, is all, all overwhelmed with grief, you know. Exits the car. Like again, futilely tries to shoot himself. There's no bullets left. Exits the car. Matt, what you happens? Know. Uh, he starts hearing this big rumbling in the distance, Kevin.
2: Oh no! Is I it think, a monster? It's the the monster.
1: No, it's a military tank with a bunch of dudes in hazmat suits and gas masks shooting flamethrowers at like trees and stuff to like break the mist away. Uh, and in their wake is a bunch of survivors the rest of the military like with guns like they were seconds away from rescue and they all died except for david who then gets kind of taken away like you know like oh a survivor and the movie just kind of ends yeah you know on that like well you know again in that silence of everyone just kind of staring at the screen like holy
0: yeah, it's a really somber and... It's fucked up. So, here's the
2: thing. If you're Kevin Dillon, you have been watching cartoons and you've been reading superhero comics your entire life. And you've been watching Star Wars over and over again. Kenobi! But... um at this point in your life, you know that the good guys win all the time. And, and no nothing bad ever has them. And even when you went to go see Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest in theaters, even when Jack Sparrow died, everyone else lived and it was a happy ending. Yeah. It was a heroic sacrifice. Yeah. And then you watch this movie and then the good guys lose. And you would think to yourself, oh man. That can happen.
1: Well, and it wasn't even just that they all killed themselves. That was, I mean, that would have been enough. But the fact that then they they would have been rescued a minute later, mm-hmm. like not even like they're on they're pulled over on the side of the road because they've run out of gas. And if they had just like they wait there for a bit before they're like, I guess it's time, and just like, it's another two minutes. And they mm-hmm. would have been saved. which would have been like the normal kind of cowards' way out of like, oh, we're all gonna kill ourselves, and then like, oh, we got rescued, yes, great, hey, hey. you know, it would have been like that happening where they're like, guess we can't figure, oh, it just stopped, cool, great. Oh God, <laughs> like, oh, you just happening. compared this movie to the happening. No, I'm saying like, it could have, it could have been like it could have
2: been the happening, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Is now the slogan of the mist. It could have been the. <laughs> happening. It could have been the happening, but it it was good instead. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean,
1: again, just if you're still listening and we've spoiled it for you, we just our words describing it is not going to do it justice. Yeah. Not it's, at all. especially the ending because yeah. like. Oh Jesus. my god! So
2: th- this this ending th- this is what kept me going back to this film because every single night I was like. There was more and more reasons where I thought like they should have won, they should have done better. Yeah. But Maybe if they I just rewatch didn't... it
1: a third time, they'll get rescued. rescued.
2: <laughs> that's like the thing where I just keep on watching sad movies and I'm like, this time it'll be better. And it never. Ever it never was. will be, and that's the thing that really, and this is why it got me into horror movies just in general, is because it, it was the first time that I realized that like a story could be unexpected. Yep. Yeah. That, that that twists and turns could have meaningful things. That the twists could be more than, Luke, you're my son. Like, it could be big things where it's like, no, the good guys lost because they didn't wait long enough. Well, because and not they even made, that like, yeah.
1: classic hero's journey that good guys lose, like, for a minute. Yeah.
2: Not- like, as,
1: like, as, like, a teaching moment, it's like, no, life is just yeah. cruel and unfair sometimes, and you yeah. know, sometimes everything is fine, and the next day, eldritch horrors kill yeah. your wife and force you to murder your son
0: seconds before
2: yeah. rescue. rescue. Right, And then I grew up to be a man, and every single one of my favorite movies has bad endings. So, of course. Or sad endings, if you will. I was gonna say, sad endings is... <laughs> sad <laughs> sad <laughs> endings, yeah. Um, but that's The Mist. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Um... I will watch it forever. Yeah.
1: I think it's definitely a modern classic. Absolutely. Because it's now been out for over a decade. And it's... Like, when I was a kid, I remember it being a big deal. And it's, it's as frequently, <clears throat> like, cited or... Especially because it's not a series. It's its own movie. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's a one standalone thing that isn't... Like, yeah, it's based on a Stephen King story, but it's not, like a remake of a Stephen King thing. It's the first and only iteration of this, and then they made a TV show. But ignore the TV show, because it's not good.
2: Ladies and gentlemen. Don't
1: watch the TV show. My name is
2: Kevin Dillon. We know. And I will say to you, I watched the first episode of the TV show. I did as well. That's more than any of you should watch of it. Just watch the film. Just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. I mean,
1: the movie does a lot more of what the show does in a... You know, an eighth
2: of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, Just watch the movie.
2: I also would say I've read the novella. Yeah. I, so would you recommend reading it too? I would not. Whoa! Oh, wow. Okay. If, if you've seen the movie, you've seen the story done better. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. I, I legitimately believe that. Granted, I read it when I, a while ago. I'm sure if I read it now, now that I'm more used to King's writing, I think I'd like it more. I guess
1: that's true, because a lot, a lot of his novellas, Like I've read... 1408, which is a shorter mm-hmm. story I've read, the Green, not the Green Mouse too long, but like the Shawshank Redemption, the body yeah. Yeah, things really- that are shorter um, it's a little bit more digestible, mm-hmm. but it still takes a lot of getting used to yeah, because a lot of times you have to so you have to get over off of the fact that Stephen King likes to write characters that are just fucking assholes
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, the main character in 1408 is this like, shitty writer who like Aside from the normal writers that King writes, he's just a shitty character, like a person. You're like, fuck this guy. I don't yeah. wanna read anything about this guy. Dude, everything time... I'm like, I don't wanna read about these
0: horrible people making dumb decisions. Yeah. Watch them
2: make dumb yeah, decisions. Watch them make dumb deci- watch them make dumb decisions so you don't have to turn the page to be and like, like oh, oh man. more of this. There's more <laughs> you can just sit back, have a beer in a hand, a burger in the other, and watch the mist. Like a true American. Like a true, true like, American. Like, Kevin like me. <laughs> Imagine me, 10 years old, I've got tall boy that. of Miller High Life in one hand,
1: <laughs> not in like court, double nowadays. quarter pounder
2: from McDonald's in the other.
1: And it's like, ah, the horror was man all along.
2: Ah, man was the real monster.
1: <laughs> the mist was our inability to reconcile with our archetypal other. Also <laughs> monsters. And the <laughs>
2: bugs were plagiarism.
1: Okay, so... Alright. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you
2: for having me. I had a great time.
1: I will. We can't wait to have more of you on the show, especially when yes. we figure out more of what we're going to talk about with you. Oh
2: man, I can't wait for you guys to cut out half of the things I said in this episode. No, it'll just
1: be that it's one. Just be, <laughs> it'll just be you the one say, thing yeah, about let's... the temperature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You know, we're getting into... so Okay, so on our end, at least just as of the time of this recording, uh, this is one of our last nights in our house for the rest of the calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, you and I will be doing episodes from home. Yes. We will figure out a way to do that. Um, in the meantime, uh, there's a lot of fun horror movies on a lot of different streaming services. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know... I mean, m- most of our listeners are so, yes. I mean, we're in another shutdown, you know, so stay safe. Just watch movies. And, I mean, if you're kind of sick of Christmas movies, I mean, there's a lot of Christmas horror movies or Christmas thrillers. There's a lot of movies to watch. And
0: if you're looking for recommendations, how can they reach us? They can reach us at, what's our email address again? At squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at the
1: underscore square horror podcast. We take the M's, we take... Um, testaments of, you know... Justice. Yeah, well, we I was... We take requests. Yeah, we take requests. We take, you know... We'll, we we'll talk about yeah, criticism. We'll talk about criticism. We'll talk about, you know, if anything that we talk about got you to watch a movie, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts about it, especially yes, if please. you're someone that normally wouldn't watch these
2: movies. Sorry, I'm on my phone. Get
1: off your phone. Be professional. Goddamn it. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. We take, you know, uh, all sorts. You know, anything that you want to send us... Um, yeah, it would be great. Especially, um, we're going to avoid doing another franchise breakdown, I would assume, for the rest right. of this calendar year. Yes. Um, But we'll probably do some, at least, I, I would say, especially because it's winter, we're in another breakdown. We can get into some isolation horror movies. We start talking mm-hmm. about some winter horror, and then we can maybe get into those Alien episodes we talked yes. about. Um. Yeah, because we're going to be, unfortunately, until the spring, you know, it's another, you know... Snowed in, but not really snowed in type of winter. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be—I mean, we got some stuff. We'll, be, we'll keep. We'll we got some stuff us. coming down the pike. Yeah. So I mean, we will keep doing shit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep making this stupid show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do me a favor, and while you're all are in isolation,
1: stay spooky. And don't go into the mist.